This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. Today, we're talking about a new study from the University of California, BCI, that enabled a paralyzed woman to speak through a digital avatar and India securing its place as the first country to land at the moon's South Pole. Let's start with the new study. Dr. Mario did not prepare us for this. In a pioneering effort, researchers from UC San Francisco and UC Berkeley, in partnership with Edinburgh-based Speech Graphics, have devised a groundbreaking communication system that allows a woman paralyzed by stroke to speak freely through a digital avatar she controls with a brain-computer interface. Brain-computer interfaces, or BCIs, are devices that monitor the analog signals produced by your gray matter and convert them into the digital signals that computers understand, like a mixing soundboard's DAC unit, but it fits inside your skull. For this study, researchers led by Dr. Edward Chang, chair of neurological surgery at UCSF, first implanted a 253-pin electrode array into the speech center of the patient's brain. Those probes monitored and captured the electrical signals that would have otherwise driven the muscles in her jaw, lips, and tongue, and instead transmitted them through a cabled port in her skull to a bank of processors. That computing stack housed a machine learning AI, which over the course of a few weeks training, came to recognize the patient's electrical signal patterns for more than 1,000 words. But that's only the first half of the trick. Through that AI interface, the patient is now able to write out her responses, much in the same way Synchron system works for folks suffering from locked-in syndrome. But she can also speak, in a sense, using a synthesized voice trained on recordings of her natural voice from before she was paralyzed. Same as we're doing with our digitally undead celebrities. Once more, the researchers teamed up with Speech Graphics, the same company that developed the photorealistic facial animation technology from Halo Infinite and The Last of Us Part II, to create the patient's avatar. Speech Graphics tech reverse engineers the necessary musculoskeletal movements a face would make based on analysis of the audio input, then feeds that data in real time to a game engine to be animated into a lagless avatar. And since the mental signals from the patient were mapped directly to the avatar, she could express emotion and communicate non-verbally as well. Michael Berger, CTO and co-founder of Speech Graphics, said in a press statement Wednesday, creating a digital avatar that can speak, emote, and articulate in real time connected directly to the subject's brain shows the potential for AI-driven faces well beyond video games. Restoring voice alone is impressive, but facial communication is so intrinsic to being human, and it restores a sense of embodiment and control to the patient who has lost that. 
BCI technology was pioneered in the early 1970s and has been slowly developing in the intervening decades. Exponential advancements with processing and computing systems have recently helped reinvigorate the field, with a handful of well-funded startups currently vying to be first through the FDA's regulatory device approval process. Brooklyn-based Synchron made headlines last year when it was the first company to successfully implant a BCI in a human patient. Elon Musk Musk's Neuralink entered restricted FDA trials earlier this year after the company was found to have killed scores of porcine test subjects in earlier testing rounds. Speaking of Mr. Musk, let's talk about a recent first for spaceflight. India just made spaceflight history in more ways than one. The Chandrayaan-3 spacecraft's Vikram lander has successfully touched down on the moon, marking the country's first successful landing on the lunar surface. It's just the fourth country to do so after the Soviet Union, U.S., and China. More importantly, it's the first country to land near the moon's south pole, a difficult target given the rough terrain, but important for attempts to find water ice. Other nations have only landed near the equator. The landing comes four years after Chandrayaan-2's Vikram lander effectively crashed. The Indian Space Research Organization, or ISRO, designed the follow-up with a failure-based design that includes more backup systems, a wider landing area, and software updates. Vikram will remain idle for hours to allow lunar dust to settle. Once the area is clear, the Bragyan rover will deploy to take photos and collect scientific data. Combined, the lander and rover have five instruments meant to gauge the properties of the moon's atmosphere, surface, and tectonic activity. ISRO timed the landing for the start of a lunar day, which is about 28 Earth days, to maximize the amount of solar power available for Vikram and Bragyan. Chandrayaan-3's success is a matter of national pride for India. The country has been eager to become a major power in spaceflight and hopes to launch a space station around 2030. It can now claim to be one of just a handful of countries that have ever reached an extraterrestrial surface. The info gathered near the pole could also be crucial for future lunar missions from India and other countries, which could use any discovered ice for fuel, oxygen, and water. The landing also puts India ahead of other countries racing to land on the moon, if not always for the first time. Russia's Luna 25 spacecraft crashed just two days earlier, and Israel expects a follow-up to its Bereshit lander in 2024. The United Arab Emirates also wants to land by 2024. The U.S., meanwhile, hopes to return people to the moon with its Artemis III mission in late 2025. These also don't include commercial efforts. There's a renewed interest in Earth's closest cosmic neighbor, and India is now part of that vanguard. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's show featured journalism by Engadget contributors Andrew Tarantola and John Fingus and was produced by Spoken Layer. I'm Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.